Small businesses are the backbone of America, and they help keep the Texas spirit alive. But did you know as many as 50% will close their doors forever after just five years? Well, we're here to change that. This is the beef. This is the beef. We know how tough it is to be an entrepreneur today. That's why we're giving small business owners a platform to share their stories. You'll hear it all. The highs and the lows, the good and the bad, and everything in between. This is the Beef Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing in partnership with Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of The Beef. As always, I'm your host, John Kelly, a.k.a. John the Marketer on Instagram. Make sure that you slide over there, slide into my DMs, take a look at what we have going on, and uh, see if anything piques your interest. Man, we're on TikTok now, too. So we're making TikTok videos here. I made one the day that we recorded this episode, a day in the life of a podcaster. Kind of came in here, showed off the studio, some of our equipment, and what we have going on. So make sure you're following all those social channels for some fun stuff and some informational things for business owners as well. Today in the studio, we have Beverly with the Arbor Gate. Beverly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I always say this, but I've been a customer of yours before, and then Mm -hmm. hopefully we're going to be a customer again here soon, getting some trees in our backyard. But I like that place out there, man. And a lot of people seem to like it out there. Thank you. I'm kind of fond of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a business owner, we kind of take ownership beyond just, you know, we own it, we make money off of it, we like it. It's It kind of becomes our child in a way. Very much so. So we're excited to have you on the show, as I say, every single week when we release these things. But truly I am just because I can't wait to get into some of these topics about your place that's so unique from other places that we've had on the show today. But before we hop into that, I always stop and get an icebreaker question out. That way we can just kind of see where we're thinking, where our head's at. So today's icebreaker question is, what is a habit at work that you would like to change? That's really a tough one. It is. I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and answer and give you time to think. Okay. Because for me, my bad habit just happened today. And that is, we like to eat really good around here. And I've been on a uh, a health kick lately, uh-huh. so I've lost about 35 pounds so far. Oh, congratulations. And we've been working out, and we've been eating healthy, and then Thanksgiving happened, uh-huh. and it was like, mm. Downhill slide, huh? <laughs> Downhill slide. <laughs> I've been on and off, so I get really bad, and then I come back to reality. I'm like, hey, I'm good. And then some days like today, Andrew just says, you know what you should do is have Potbelly put that cookie inside of your milkshake when you eat it. And then I just go real chunky and I eat a cookie inside of my milkshake. So that's my bad habit at work, honestly. You know, here we have a lot of really good healthy habits as far as our headspace is always right. Because if we need to just go have lunch and chill, drink a beer and relax for a second because the day's been crazy, then that's what we do. You know, if we need a mental health day, we just stay home and just have your mental health day. As long as your work gets done. Right. It's not like that Monday through Friday, eight to five, that if you don't clock in, right, you're not getting paid. No, if you need a mental health day so that when you go talk to a client, you're in the right headspace, then take it. Well, but also when you're an entrepreneur and have your own business, it's a 24-7 job. That is no lie. You never leave it. I, I think last night, I say last night, but really it was this morning from mm-hmm. about midnight to 1 a.m., 
I was on Facebook just answering some people's questions that they had about small business stuff, like who can help me with social media, who can help me with the website, you know, those kind of things Mm -hmm. and giving pointers. So you're right. The work never stops. No. 24-7. And if you do catch up, you're out of business. Yeah. (laughs) That's the honest to God truth. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people that when they tell me, I'm like, hey, how's it going? They're like, oh, just busy, too busy, got too much going on. I'm like, well, that's a good thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. I'd rather have too much going on and tell people, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, we can't handle your work. Right. Than be saying, wow, how are we going to pay rent next month? That's right. That's right. Grateful. Very grateful to be busy. For sure. I'll tell you a phenomenon that I've uh, kind of come across lately is I've had a few friends on the show and, and talked to them about being on the show, you know, some that haven't made it yet. And they're like, man, I just, I don't know if I'm in the right place to do it yet. I'm like, well, why? It's just a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. we're just talking. That's it. Two right. friends. And I'm like, well, I'm just, I'm too busy. And I'm like, boy, what a, what a thing to say. I've never thought in my mind, I don't want to market or I don't want to gain new followers at least. You know, if you're too busy, just say no. Right. I, I can't handle the work right now. You know, or, hey, I can't handle it until April or May of next year. Right. But as far as gaining a following, I still want to get my story out there. Absolutely. You know, even if you had no other spots available for people to come shop in your, your place because every single day you're too packed, well, still want to get your story out there. They're, and those aren't every day. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it may be busy some days, but. There's a know, lot of days it's not. When That's you have right. every single day somebody selling something, you need every single day packed. That's right. Well, did you think about your answer yet? I've been thinking about it. I still don't have one. <laughs> I've been talking too much. That's okay. You're great. Yeah. I mean, that, that'd be my habit there. So I guess what we'll do is we'll just let you skip it. That's fine. Okay. You know, good. We, we run this thing. We can do what we want to. So on that note, then right before we hop into it, as always, I have to stop and take a second to talk about Community Bank of Texas. Community Bank of Texas is a partner in this podcast. They've been a tremendous sponsor for us so far. They committed to a year long of just helping us to get this podcast out there. Something we were going to do regardless if they were going to be a part of it or not. We were actually recording episodes prior to ever even booking them as a sponsor. We had to redo our intro and outro and everything for the show. But they stepped on and they said, hey, we want to help small businesses come out here and tell their story. And, you know, we've had some great successful companies on here that I wouldn't even call a small business. And Mm -hmm. then we've had some businesses that are just starting out. And no matter who they are, we still want to help them and Community Bank wants to help them. Because Community Bank of Texas knows that especially now, the experience and availability of a banking partner is crucial. Community Bank of Texas is here to help your business and their bankers have been working diligently to give clients the support that they need during challenging economic times. As a business owner, a lot of things keep us up at night and a bank should not be one of them. But when you bank with Community Bank of Texas, you have the freedom to focus on your business commitments instead of worrying about the commitment of your banker. Community Bank of Texas is proudly committed to partnering with you and your business through it all. Short-term hurdles, long-term growth, countless new directions, freezes like we talked about before Mm -hmm. we even started this show, COVID, all of that stuff has created real problems. And Community Bank of Texas is there to be a partner during all of that. When it comes to doing business, Community Bank of Texas simply delivers a better banking experience. They're a foundation you can build your business on for decades to come. Community Bank of Texas is business banking, better banking, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. But jumping back into the show, what we're here for, who is Beverly, where'd you come from, and how'd you become an entrepreneur? Well, actually, I'm a native Houstonian. 
So I came from the West Side Spring Branch area is where I grew up. My approach or why I wanted to begin the Arbor Gate is I'm an avid gardener. I grew up gardening with my mom. I joined my first garden club in the sixth grade. We had an after-school program. They had a garden club. So that's always been something that was dear to my heart. I would travel miles looking for a place that I wanted to shop or a place, you know, I'd read about all these great plants. You'd go to kind of a box store or you would go to a, a chain nursery and they wouldn't have heard of it or they don't know where to get it. Mm-hmm. So I was always in search of these little niche nurseries and places. Found a few here and there, but just decided, you know what? I think I want to open a nursery. So I would have um, everything there for the other people like me, you know, to offer things not that were hard to grow, but hard to find. Mm -hmm. Offer advice, offer sound advice, offer good advice, educated advice. And it's just, it was just always been a passion. And after my children became grown, I thought, you know, if I don't try, I'll never know. That's a fair point. Yeah. And and like you said, I mean, I think when we talk about like inventions, for instance, you Mm -hmm. know, they always say inventions come out of need and it would make sense that we kind of do the same thing in business where it's like, Hey, there's a need for this. If there's not, then why are you going into business doing it? Right. And so that makes perfect sense. So did you, what did you do before opening this as an entrepreneur? Did you have any other type of businesses you ever got into? No, I didn't. I did you know, work in the banking field for a while in real estate. So I always worked. Right. But this was my passion. It's that old saying, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. And it's it's worth it sometimes. Yeah. Until it you're is. up at midnight and you're worried or Yeah. You yeah, know, but then happens. you go then you go in the next day and you know, that first customer comes in and says, My garden looks so beautiful. Let me show you the pictures. I love it. You know, I mean it just it makes it worthwhile. It's it's fun. Agreed. So what does the Arbor Gate offer that is so different from those big box stores? First and foremost is education. We want our customers to be well-educated on the climate, on how to plant, what to plant, where to plant, when to plant. So we feel like that that's very important. Unfortunately, with the current situation, we're not able to offer the classes that we typically do. I think we were probably one of the first garden centers in the whole area that offered educational classes to our customers at no charge. That's extremely important. So I'd have to say right now, education, number one, and of course, quality service. I mean, we have celebrity service for each one of our customers. We want everyone to have a great experience. We offer plants that are, again, not hard to grow, just hard to find. And in doing that, we work with a lot of small independent growers as we're a small independent nursery. Mm -hmm. So we're able to bring in product and and work with them one-on-one, grow this for me. Look what I found. You know, can you do this for me? So our vegetables, they're all locally grown. Our herbs are all locally grown. So I think that's so important that we offer local product So you're going to be more successful because those plants are acclimated to our climate Mm, and they're they're plants that grow here. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. So that I think that's real important. And then we do, you know, we offer garden art. A garden is not just the greenery or the shrubs or the flowers or the plants. It's your palette. So you paint it 
with art or whatever pleases you. So we want to offer a lot of that. And we work a lot with, again, local artisans. So we're trying to bring the community together there. And then we have two gift shops. So we have home decor. We have gifts. We have specialty food items, a lot of them local. We want to have a reason for someone to come shopping, not just to buy a plant. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty there for sure. It's such a big space. And I think when my wife and I went, we just kind of walked mainly just around where like the little greenhouse areas are that have Mm -hmm. everything on display. And I mean, it can be overwhelming, honestly, because there's so much to choose from. (laughs) There's a lot. There's a lot. And like you said, with the education, it is so important because I don't have a green thumb. Well, sure you do. (laughs) Everybody I don't know how to does. activate it, okay? Yeah, I'm like, come on. Sure you do. <laughs> Man, I think that's awesome that y'all have all of those other things that you can buy there too, the home decor and, and stuff like that. Is it all outdoor stuff or do you have any indoor stuff? Oh, no, a lot of indoor stuff. Okay. A lot of home, you know, lamps and furniture, accent furniture pieces, a lot of art. So see, we were there and I never even made it to that point. When I came and visited you a few days ago, that was uh-huh. the first time I actually went inside. Yeah. Everything was outside. And I'll tell you, when we did come by, I had to park on the road and down a ways. So Uh on those busy days, what are y'all doing? Just existing on a Saturday in Texas? Well, you know, having that apocalyptic freeze that there was occurred in February created a sense of panic with a lot of people. So it was an extraordinary period of time, about 90 days there. It was rather interesting, to say the least. But in almost 26 years of business, that situation has never occurred before, nor do I foresee it again. And we were so blessed to have it because we lost our plants, too. Mm -hmm. So having that little surge there really enabled us to make it through a very difficult time. Yeah. And I mean, did COVID affect the sales as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Fortunately, we were deemed an essential business, so we never closed. Yeah. And And we're outdoors for the most part. Right. So that makes a huge difference. But, you know, you have to offer curbside pickup and shopping, therefore, on phone. Well, you can't shop well for plants. It's rough. Like that. And, you know, you had to hire staff that did nothing but stand there and load curbside. And then you, you know, you also miss those add on sales. They could call mm-hmm. and say, I want three tomato plants. Well, that's all they're going to buy. They're not going to buy, well, you know, let me pick this up and let me pick that up. And yep. I need some new gloves and I need a new hat and need a trowel. So you lose all that, yet your cost of doing business is, is greater. Yeah, I read a, I read a research paper about that, that I guess when online shopping first got really big, you Mm -hmm. know, with like these grocery stores being able to order a pickup, they said that whenever you order groceries online, for instance, that you tend to spend less and save more, which is shocking because they actually charge more for those most places. Right. And then on top of that, you eat healthier. Mm -hmm. You make better decisions. And it all comes down to those marketing principles of just like you said, when I'm in there in your shop, if you will, and I'm picking those three tomato plants. And then you're like, you know what goes great with tomatoes 
is so, onions and jalapenos and cilantro and everything else you need in pico de <laughs> right, gallo, right. right? And you upsell me on that. Or right. you even just say, hey, you know what? You're going to need like this lattice for, again, I'm not a gardener, but I think you need lattice for the tomatoes, right? To help them. Yeah, you need a cage. Stand yeah. up. Sure. And yeah, like the, all those little things that you can sell on top of that, that the customer just doesn't know when they call in and say, I want three tomato plants. That's it. Right. Right. But I guess on one hand, too, if that person wasn't going to come into your store, it's better to at least get that sale. Sure. Absolutely. Not I mean, at out. least you're making some contact. But again, you're losing that personal contact, which is so very important. Coming in and, and talking to you about, you know, our tree situation in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I think you educated me for about 20 minutes first right there. Right. Of just, hey, you know, these are the types of trees we offer and this is the type of stuff that we can get. And here's what you're going to want if you're wanting something that's going to grow fast and provide a little bit of shade or the way your backyard looks, you can do this. And I mean, Mm -hmm. it was just, it was a really good personal conversation that if I would have just called on the phone, not that you wouldn't have offered the same, but it just would not have had the same effect. Correct. Yeah. It's very impersonal. Right. And especially with something like plants, there are so many factors, variables in someone's landscape that you really need to have a conversation. And I want to see them too. Absolutely. Because there's no way I'm going to put something in my backyard like a tree and not know what that tree looks like now and what it's going to look like in exactly. the future too. Exactly. That's, and know how to plant it and how to care for it. I mean, that's all part of the package. I think a lot of people get discouraged in gardening because they do every spring, push their cart through lows or whatever. This is pretty, <laughs> this is pretty, this is pretty. Not knowing that they're planting something that will die when it gets hot. Well, it's not their fault. They just bought the wrong plant, mm-hmm. but they it discourages them. So we want you to be educated. We want you to be successful because then you'll continue to garden. Right. And if I'm not going to continue, I'm not going to come back That's to right. your shop. It That's makes right. perfect sense from a marketing standpoint. Sure. Do y'all do any types of events or anything out there? Not right now. But again, you know, we used to do the classes And those were very educational. Even the master gardeners could use them as their continuing education credits. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we would have, you know, professors from A&M, Stephen F. Austin, the Rose Society, the Earth Society. So really a broad spectrum of classes to reach a lot of people. And we enjoyed them. I mean, we enjoyed offering them. And they're complimentary to our customers. And hopefully we'll get back to them soon. I was going to say, did you have any type of idea... Are we just waiting on the numbers to continue to drop for COVID? Is that the problem? Well, I would just people to feel more comfortable. Fair enough. Yeah, we're definitely, everybody's pretty diverse on their thoughts and all that stuff. They are. So they are. I can understand where you might not have the turnout you did. may not be worth it. Right. And again, we're outdoors. So there's really not like you're going to be packed into a crowded room. Right. You know, you're outside in the sunshine. So it's a really safe environment, even just to shop. I think it's better that we hold off just a bit more. That's understandable. Yeah. And, you know, who knows by the time this actually airs, y'all may already have resumed those classes too. Right, right. Just depends on, you know, when we launch it. I tell everybody almost every episode, I think we're about 25 episodes into this thing so far. And that number grows every time I talk about it. Man, it's just been, it's been a blessing getting to hear some really cool stories. Right. So do you have any business partners or anything that are a part of this? is you and your husband, that's, that's it. it. The true that's mom it. and pop shop. We are truly a mom and pop shop. That's killer. Any kids or anything? Yeah, grown, grandkids. All grown kids. Yeah. Do they uh, do they help out with the business at all? Yeah, or? they do. They do. They don't have quite the passion. They have other careers, but <laughs> quite the passion, but they do. 
Absolutely. I would say it probably takes a special type of person to have a, a true passion for gardening and for landscaping and, you know, making your, your place look good. Well, you know? it, it's not only that, but it's just very good for the soul. It's yeah. very therapeutic. It's very rewarding. It's very calming. It's very peaceful. So it's nice when you go home in the evening and sit outside or get it in the morning, go sit out with your cup of coffee and watch the hummingbirds and the butterflies and just to be quiet and be still and listen. We're missing out on that. Really are. In today's society. Really I, are. I think I think that's the blessing in COVID. Yep. I think it has brought more people back home. Back, back to, to family. Yep. Back to those principles, but back to gardening. And it's really been great for children because it's amazing to me how few children actually know where their food comes from. Yes. And they're afraid of honeybees. Don't be afraid of honeybees. I know. You know, when they come in and they scream and I'm like, no, come look, you know. Yeah. You know, because we have our own hives there. We sell our own organic honey. Oh, well, that is I would right, a... right on the property. Oh, yeah. I'd have bought a jar while I was yeah, there. Yeah, it's really good. And it's nice because it the flavor changes, you know, with the seasons. So That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a big local honey fan. I think it's just obviously the flavor that you get out of it is so different than what you get in a store. Sure. I even like it when they have like that that honeycomb right there. In oh, yeah. It, you know, big old chunk. Definitely life-changing to me, but I'm somebody that can just take, you know, a tablespoon of honey and just Every eat day it it's really good for you. It's good for a sweetener as well. Yeah. You know, I love it as a sweetener. Not that I need it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's better for you than sugar. I'll That's say right. That. That's right. Awesome. What's the best way for us to support you? Come shop. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I really, mean. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, we do have a very interactive website. Okay. We have a very informative newsletter people can subscribe to. It's very secure. We don't share any information from our followers. We're fairly active on Facebook, Instagram, and we have an amazing blog. That's a big Just deal. Just an, an incredible blog. We have... People such as Greg Grant, who's a well-known horticulturalist in Texas, his story is amazing. But he's an incredible writer, but it's like sitting here and talking to you mm -hmm. when you read his. It's not elevated, right? out of reach for the common person. It's, I can't wait for his blogs to come out every month for us to post them. I can't wait to right. read them. Uh, he restored his grandparents' old dog-run house up in East Texas. So he loves to garden. He has a pine savanna that he's recreating. He's just a an incredible guy. Sounds so, like a story we need to tell on the B podcast. I know, right? Right. Yeah. So anyway, I hope people will use it. Use those tools that we're giving them. So is it just? I mean, well, not just classes, but does it include like some lessons and information about Absolutely. gardening? Okay. Sure. We also make our own food, our own soil, and our own compost. Because gardening on the Gulf Coast does present quite a few challenges. Mm -hmm. And one of it is our volatile weather. Oh, you know, yeah. we have an epic freeze. A few years ago, we had a record-setting drought. You know, whoever would imagine Houston would catch <laughs> on fire. So we've got floods. We've luckily survived all of that at the Arbor Gate. But it's very important to have products just like the plants specific to mm -hmm. this area. So we've been making our own organic food for over 20 years. And about the last 
say six years, we have come up with our own soil blend and our own compost bin. So that when food feeds anything with a root, when soil can be used in any application, even a potting medium, and then the compost to revitalize and remediate. Got it. So do you sell those food items? Those three products, it's called the Completely Easy System. So they are available at the nursery in bags. The soil and compost are also available at the nursery in a one cubic yard tote. So it's equivalent to 27 bags in one giant bag. Got it. Or it can be ordered and delivered in bulk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is there a minimum on that order? Three yards. Three yards. Okay. That's good to know. And that can be done through the website. Got it. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that, you know, if you could just get any information out there to our listeners, whether it's about you or gardening or any message that you want to send, anything else you'd like to say? Well, I just uh, appreciate the support of the community. It's a pleasure to meet you. And we too, as you know, support small businesses. And like like I said, work with uh, very many small independent businesses and the products that we carry. So uh, just appreciate it. Yeah, I think our companies align pretty well as far as our values because everything you were saying to me with the blog and the free classes and all that stuff is exactly what we kind of embody here, which is be a resource first. Mm-hmm. You know, and once you're that resource and you establish that relationship, then the support and the money and, and everything else, the sales, all of that's going to come behind it. Right. But Tomball especially, Tomball, Texas, if our listeners, because we have listeners everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen it pop up in Sweden, UK, all over. If you don't know Tomball, Texas, this place here is that small community feel, but there's a whole heck of a lot of us around. Right. And we all support each other. And if you're just not one of those that comes in to support each other, then you're probably not going to make it here. Right. So it seems like almost every business here has that mindset. Right. It truly is. It's a blessing to work with people like this in this community. Right. So we're excited to be here. But we're excited to have you on and learn so much about your business and about you. you such an interesting story over there. And I mean, I, I honestly can't wait to come back in and talk to you, look at some trees and figure out what we're going to do in that big old backyard of we'll, ours. So. We'll get you fixed up. Sounds good. Well, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. And of course, listeners and now viewers, thank you all for being a part of the Beef Podcast and following us every single week as we release a new episode every Thursday featuring a new business just like Beverly with the Arbor Gate. We hope that you would please continue to support them. Make sure that you're finding all their social content, liking it, sharing it. All of that stuff costs $0.00 to support a small business in that manner. But of course, the best way that you can support any of our guests is by going in their shops, going in their restaurant, visiting their website, buying something, and being a part of that. So as always, I'm going to leave you with that. We'll see you next Thursday. Be nice. Be kind. We'll see you on the flip side. You've been listening to The Beef Podcast, sponsored by Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more small business stories, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. To share your story, visit us at beefymarketing.com. Till next time, thanks for listening to The Beef. Beef.